I'm Pastor Stephen. Merry Christmas. I'm so excited to share this Christmas story with you today. Christmas literally means Christ Mass, the day in which we celebrate that Jesus, the God of heaven, has come to earth. In Luke 2, 8 through 20, some night shift shepherds encounter the angel armies of heaven who bring a birth announcement of the Lord God, majesty in a manger. That's the story we're sharing today. But first, let's greet our main character. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, happy birthday. We celebrate you this day. We celebrate you, the God of heaven who came down to earth, into our world, into our lives, into the lowest places to bring peace. This Christmas, help us to let you in to every part of our lives. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's church said, Amen. Amen. Growing up, my family always had an immaculately decorated Christmas tree. I remember as a young boy lying under the tree, looking up through those layers of pine needles, seeing the lights glow, the ornaments glitter and glisten. I remember thinking this must be the most beautiful tree in all the world. Then I visited New York City where there's a tree over 10 times the height of our tree in our living room. In fact, the 1999 Rockefeller tree was 100 feet tall. But that's nothing compared to what the shepherds saw this night. You see, there in the fields outside Bethlehem, the shepherds saw a Christmas tree, more majestic than my family's tree or the Rockefellers. They saw the Christmas tree of heaven. To see what they saw, let's travel back 2,000 years and southeast 6,000 miles to a little town called... Bethlehem. Luke 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. From this short verse, we learn three things about our shepherds. First, they lived outside the city. These poor shepherds worked separate from society, leading to stereotypes that they were dirty and dumb. Second, these shepherds worked the fields nearby. The fields near Bethlehem were just outside of Jerusalem, where the temple flocks were kept. These shepherds raised lambs for animal sacrifices. Now, to our modern ears, that sounds a bit gruesome, animal sacrifices. But who's having a Christmas feast here, maybe today or tomorrow? That's what these sacrifices were. The priests prepared big feasts for the people. Third, the shepherds watched their flocks by night. These weren't just day workers. They worked the night shift too. They lived with their flock 24-7. Put that together, you get one of the most important and least valued job in the entire Israel temple system. While the priests witnessed the lamb's death, these poor shepherds witnessed the lamb's birth. Pretty cool, huh? Well, tonight... 
they would experience something much cooler. The birth of the Lamb of God. Verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them as the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were what? Terrified. Terrified. Just imagine you're working the night shift when all of a sudden an angel appears. Jewish folklore describes angels as 15 feet tall giants of light. Elsewhere in the Bible, they disguise themselves to look like people. What did this angel look like? Luke tells us three things, glorious, shining, and terrifying. Close your eyes for just a moment and picture that. Glorious, shining, terrifying. Open your eyes. Whatever this angel looked like, this Greek word angel means messenger. This was a messenger from God. So what message did the messenger bring? Verse 10, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. There's that language of terrified again. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The angel gives the shepherds a heavenly birth announcement. They're used to birth announcement. They birth baby lambs. But this wasn't a barnyard animal. This was a baby boy. Higher still, this was a savior. Higher still, this was the Messiah. Higher still, this was the Lord. It's like with every word that this angel says, it's higher still, higher still, higher still. Let's say it together. Higher still. That is until verse 12. Verse 12, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This baby isn't wrapped in clothes. He's wrapped in cloths, rags for cleaning up. This baby isn't placed in a crib. He's placed in a manger, a trough for feeding animals. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has come to you as a baby Lower still, wrapped in rags? Lower still, placed in a feeding trough? It's like with every word this angel now says, it's lower still, lower still, lower still. Let's say it together. Lower still. That's the story of Christmas. The highest entering the lowest majesty in a manger. Verse 13, suddenly a great cloud, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Like a roller coaster, the image climbs back upward. Here is where the heavenly Christmas tree comes in. The shepherds first saw how many angels? One. One. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> or hint there. And they were terrified. Now they see the entire heavenly 
host, the angel armies of heaven. And like a Christmas tree, the heavenly host has layers. Throughout the scriptures, we see descriptions of heavenly beings, angels, as glorious, shining, and terrifying as they are, aren't the highest, they're the lowest. There are angels, and higher still, archangels, who command angel armies, Jude 9, and higher still, the principalities, Colossians 1, and higher still, the powers, Romans 8, and higher still, the virtues, Ephesians 3, higher still, the dominions, Ephesians 1, higher still, the thrones, enormous wheels covered in eyes, Daniel 7. Yeah, that's a bit alarming. And higher still, the cherubim with their four faces of each unique beasts, Ezekiel 10, and higher still, the seraphim with their six wings ablaze in the presence of God, crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine the heavenly Christmas tree ornamented with heavenly beings, each unique, glorious, shining, and terrifying. Each layer more majestic than the last. And the star atop it all, the star of Bethlehem, proclaiming the birth of Jesus Christ. Open your eyes. And all of these heavenly beings sing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So that's what the heavenly hosts are. What is the highest heaven? Here's what the early church thought. Irenaeus writes, this world is encompassed by seven heavens in which dwell the heavenly host doing service to God and resting on the son of God. As the prophet Isaiah says in chapter 11, verse two, the first heaven is that of wisdom, the second of understanding, the third of counsel, the fourth of might, the fifth of knowledge, the sixth of godliness, and the seventh, our skies filled with stars by the spirit of God. Our universe with its hundreds of billions of trillions of stars, all made by God, is the lowest heaven. Glory to God in the highest heaven. In Christmas, the highest heaven enters the lowest points of our world, enters into the lowest places of our lives, into our anxiety, into our brokenness, into our depression, into our grief, into our longing and loneliness. And what does he bring? Peace. Take a deep breath in and out. Christ came to bring peace that only he could bring. Peace that we could never find on our own. I realize the holidays are hard 
for many of us. They expose old wounds, family dysfunction, and lingering grief. What's around your Christmas table? Arguments? Empty chairs? It doesn't always feel like peace, does it? I imagine the shepherds felt anything but peace in that moment. Their hearts are pounding, their adrenaline's pumping, and their eyes are as dry as the desert since they haven't blinked since the first shepherd arrived. Verse 15, when the shepherds had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. Luke says the shepherds hurried. I bet they did. (laughs) And who did they find? Jesus. With Mary and Joseph. Mary the virgin who gave birth to God, and Joseph, the betrothed who stayed by their side. Verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds became the first evangelists They told everyone they knew about Jesus. Verse 19, but Mary treasured all these things up in her heart and pondered them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they'd seen and heard, which was just as they had been told. My wife and I are expecting our firstborn, a boy here in February. We don't think there will be a heavenly birth announcement quite like this, but we're so excited to meet him. Still, I can't imagine what Mary must be feeling. There's this song, Mary, Did You Know? The lyrics go something like this. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Who knows it? Anyone? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know? The Bible answers this question. Yes, Mary knew. She may not have known all the details, but she knew who her baby was and is and will be. Can you imagine how Mary must have felt holding God in her arms? Can you imagine how she felt wrapping him in rags and placing him in a feeding trough? Because that's all this poor girl had. Can you imagine how she felt singing God 
to sleep. <laughs> Majesty in a manger. We've heard the shepherd's story. How do we live what we've learned? In high school, in choir, I learned this vocal warm-up that goes something like this. We can all practice it together. It goes higher, 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 lower, 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 lower. Let's, let's try it together. Here we are. Higher, 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 lower, 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 lower. Now we're ready for some caroling. There we are. Here's the point. This Christmas, look higher still. Look past the presence to see God's presence. Look past the star atop the Christmas tree to see the true star of Christmas. Step outside and look up. Imagine what the shepherds saw in their night sky. Then step back in for warmth and look up. The Christmas story in Luke 2. You may even want to read all of Luke's gospel this week. Here's a teaser. This baby, he grows up. He lives the most important life, transforming everyone he meets. He dies the most important death, defeating death by death on the cross. Three days later, he rises from the dead so we too can rise to new life in Christ. This Christmas, look higher still. Look to the majesty of Christ. Oh, but don't stop there. This Christmas, look lower still. Look to the manger of Christ. God came into our world because he wants to come into your life, into your anxiety, into your brokenness, into your depression, into your grief. Jesus wants to enter your life. Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Listen to him knocking, that heartbeat in your chest. That's the Lord knocking on your heart. Will you let him in? God came down to earth. to come into your life so you could know him personally. What better time than Christmas? If not now, where? If not here, where? If not now, when? Just pray to him, Lord Jesus, I'm yours. Save me. He will. He'll guide you into a church family. He'll lead you through the waters of baptism. He'll teach you how to have life to the full. 
this Christmas. Look higher still. Look lower still. That's the story of Christmas. Majesty in a manger. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, again we say to you, happy birthday. We cannot celebrate enough that you, God in the highest heaven, entered into the lowest places of our lives to bring us peace. This Christmas, help us to let you in. To every room of our hearts, to every part of our lives, Holy Spirit, flood us with your presence. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, amen.